0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. I'm here today. Well, I wish I was here today. I'm. I'm. We're we're talking remotely. Thank you, pandemic. With my friend David Zetter, David's uh, healthcare consultant in the Pennsylvania area, and is the guru of a lot of things, particularly when it comes to credentialing and working with CMS and those kind of things. David, tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
1: Hey, Nate. Um, well, yes, I'm a practice management consultant. I run a firm here in Mechanicsburg, PA. Uh, we've got clients all over the country. I am currently the president of the National Society of Certified Healthcare Business Consultants, uh, uh, which is an organization of people like myself all over the country, helping medical dental and other types of healthcare professionals um, support them, help them run their businesses, help them set up their businesses and We do quite a bit, literally everything from a startup uh, entity organization all the way through supporting them, through mergers, acquisitions, closing up their practice, retiring, you name it. So we do quite a bit.
0: One of the projects that David and I work on together for these groups across the country is to try to grab some data out of their practice management system and the initial look is payer contracting, trying to get some payer contracting data. Tell us a bit about that, David. Would you please? Sure. So normally,
1: what um, what Zetter Healthcare does in order to work with clients that want to negotiate contracts, um, there is a process in preparation in order to pre- in order for you to be able to be prepared to do this properly. And in order to be prepared, you have to gain leverage. You have to know where your leverage is with the commercial payers in order to be able to determine whether you can even go and ask for more money. Because if all you do is just go ask for more money, they're gonna tell you no. So you (laughs) have to understand what, what the give and takes are, what makes you better than your competitors and so on. And one of the first things we started realizing is that we need data to understand how practices have currently been dealing with those payers and uh, obviously, for those listening to this podcast, I picked uh, yours truly, Nate Moore. Um, he is a guru at crunching numbers and analytics and things of that nature. So we pull the data. Nate basically goes out and mines that data from their practice management system, um, all the reimbursement data for at least a year. Some cases more uh, in a longer time frame than that. And then with that data, Nate goes through and analyzes it on allowables, reimbursement amounts. We analyze it based on uh, the different providers that are in a practice, uh, the region, uh, by payer, by CPT code. I mean, literally everything. And mind you, this is information so we can get reimbursement data. Uh, Some of the things that we find here is whether the payers have been paying what their contracted rates were in the first place. So we can tell whether a payer's breached the contract or not. Obviously that provides our clients leverage. Um, in addition to that, we find out a lot of things about the practice that most often our clients don't have any idea about. So for instance, knowing whether their billing department or billing vendor is even following up on denials, whether they have claims that were submitted and not a dime was ever collected Um, whether their fee schedules are uh, set less than what the payers pay uh, so that we can see 100% of the charge was actually paid. I mean, there are so many pieces of information that you can glean from mining that data out of the practice management system. Um, It allows us to help our clients more. Yes, it provides ideas for more work, but ultimately it's about helping the client making sure that they're obtaining every dime that is due them based on the services they provided, ensuring that they're able to keep every dime that they collect and also educating the practice on what issues or concerns there may be, because let's face it, most doctors or owners, dentists, whatever the case may be, don't know a lot about revenue cycle. They don't know much about their contracts. And this is our opportunity to educate them so that they're armed with information to make educated decisions about their practice strategically from a future vision standpoint and operationally right then and there. And then we can act on those recommendations and help them out. And ultimately, it pro- uh, provides us the le- some of the leverage in addition to negotiation questionnaires that we have our clients complete. That will help Nate and myself determine where we need to go with each payer, which payers we need to negotiate with, um, possibly which procedures to carve out uh, out of the contract to have a different type of reimbursement, um, even language that we want to negotiate in or out of contract. So uh, it's all about conducting that preparation first, which takes a lot of time and effort. And then the negotiation part of dealing with commercial payers takes very little time, and that is not where the you know the money hits the road um, or where even the rubber hits the road. It's really in the preparation portion of it, and this is where I get my data from the expert Nate Moore, that helps us do miracles for our clients.
0: yeah I, I like what you said there, David. It kind of starts in pair contracting. And we figure out, all right, you know, if I'm going to ask Aetna for something, here are the codes that I want to ask them for and the ones I don't want to ask them for because I can compare what they're doing with Blue Cross and Signet and stuff like that. Absolutely. And then with that foundation, now, if you've gone to that much trouble, you've got some insight in the revenue cycle, like you said, that they've never been able to see before. And there's no point in the world in doubling your Aetna rate if you're only going to get paid half the time. (laughs) You're back to where you started. Exactly.
1: We have to fix so when, we, when you and I look at this stuff, we determine some of the issues or concerns in the revenue cycle process, and obviously we need to address those first because, like you said, if you're going to negotiate more money, you want to make sure that if you're going to get an extra dollar, you want to make sure that you're putting that entire dollar into the bank and not having some of it lost because some of the processes or systems or procedures that the billing department may or may not be following properly. Um, it's costing them money. So you want to get every dime possible.
0: And you might think you've got a good uh, we'll, we'll pick on um, United this time. You might think you have a good contract with United until you look at your denials. And you say, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, 30% of my denials or 80% of my denials or whatever it is are United. And, you know, part of it, like you say, is the rate. But part of it is getting paid according to that rate. And if you can't see the data, it's just a lot of these practice management systems make it too hard to see what you need to see when it comes to these kind of questions. Oh,
1: yeah, because every PM system in EHR is set up differently. Uh, Nate, as you've told me before, you know, you have all these headers of these data fields that they utilize, and um, most of them are all different. They're all proprietary. Uh, So you really need to understand uh, the data that's in there. We talk when we find this data we, you and I have a meeting with the client, we go through, show them everything that we found, we communicate what our analysis was, we make our recommendations, and then we ask a lot of questions because the client can give us feedback as to some of the, our findings, and you're not going to get everything from the numbers. You won't get the full explanation. So you're able to provide them a picture, um, in their mind of what we see. And then they can drill down and provide us some explanation as to what exactly is going on. We'll be able to get feedback from them on things that they're dealing with with those payers. Oh, we're, you know, these aren't being paid because they have hard edits on, you know, a 25 modifier. And we haven't been able to keep up with the denial process. So mostly what we're doing, we find out that, hey, the billing department is spending all the time they can trying to submit the claims. And they haven't had enough time to work on the denials, hence the reason why we've got so many claims that aren't paid. Mm -hmm. So uh, we find all this information out, it provides us a picture, it provides us a bit of a roadmap, and then with questioning we're able to find our destination through that roadmap and all that data on what exactly we need to do going forward.
0: And then we provide a copy of that data to the client so they can, you know, do their own analysis or play with the data or see where the numbers come from or drill down or whatever they need to see to, like you say, make the changes they need to make in their system going forward.
1: Absolutely. But most often, Nate, you end up uh, explaining all this stuff and you work pivot tables like a master. Um, those of us that aren't the master are pretty mind boggled after you're done with it and um you know, we reach back out to you to give us more data because you're the expert, and some of us just aren't as adept at analyzing and um, you know manipulating that data to really find out information that's hidden deep within.
0: And the, the, the just the practice management systems aren't just designed for that level of custom reporting that we need to see. Parting words, David. What would you say to folks out there? as they're thinking about using data in their practice, what's your advice?
1: My advice is, first of all, you've got these software systems um, that you're using in your practice, whether it's an EHR, whether it's, you know, the practice management side of the suite or an integrated software. You've got QuickBooks. I mean, every single piece of software you have in your practice has data that tells you more about your practice. Even if you're analyzing diagnoses and, you know, I've got a, I had a gastro practice that set up a, a center for uh, a center for excellence for IBD. Well, we were able to do that because we pulled all the data out of the EHR. We started analyzing the patients um, and we were able to decide what made a difference for, you know, the counties that this practice served. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with this data and it helps you manage your practice better. So instead of going into the practice every day, doing everything you can to unlock the door and then to lock the door at the end of the day, actually being proactive and having a set of a game plan in order to operate that practice and make it better. This is just one small example of what data you can pull and how you can make your practice better. If every practice did this even once every five years, we honestly wouldn't have so many practices that sold out to health systems, and hospitals over the past eight to 10 years, and way back in the 90s. It's all about getting control and controlling your business because if you don't do it, the business will handle it for you and you won't
0: like where you end up. Well, you you know, heaven knows the payers are using data and the competition is using data and you need to use data as well. Absolutely. David, it's great to have you with us on the podcast today. Thanks for joining me today, my friend. Thank you, Nate. Take care.